On Mother's Day in 1985, Catherine Eastburn and her two daughters, Kyra and Erin, were found murdered in their home while her husband was away on duty. It would take over 20 years and three trials before the murderer would be finally brought to justice. Let's unfold the case of the Eastburn family. The Eastburn family was a military family that lived in Fort Bragg at Fayettefield, North Carolina, which is one of the largest military installations in the world. You would think it must be a pretty safe place to live there, but who would have thought the murderer was an army surgeon? The Eastburn family were a very happy family and the young couple were very much in love with each other. Gary Eastburn served as the chief of air traffic control and the family were due to move to the UK in a few weeks time. In May of 1985, just a couple of days before Mother's Day, Gary Eastburn, who was away for his 10 weeks training, couldn't reach his wife. This was out of the ordinary considering they held a phone date every Thursday evening at a specific time. On the 11th of May 1985, the day before Mother's Day, Gary was calling her frantically, but still no answer. So in the evening, he called his friend to check up on Catherine and their three children. His friend went over and knocked on their door, but no one answered. So he walked around the house, but nothing seemed too out of the ordinary apart from the lack of commotion in the house. Feeling quite concerned, he decided to knock on their neighbour's door and again they too haven't seen them for a while. When the neighbours awoke the next morning, on Mother's Day, they realised Eastburn's car hadn't been moved and the morning papers were piling up outside their house. He decided to investigate this further so looked around the outside of the house, but again no signs of anyone at the house. As he was about to leave, he heard the cry of a baby coming from the inside of the house and it sounded like 21-month-old Jana. After telling his wife, they then called the sheriff's office and a deputy was dispatched to the house. Upon arrival, the deputy also heard the cry of a baby and decided to break in through the window to retrieve the baby, ignoring any protocol. Once inside, there was a strong smell of decomposition and he instantly knew something was very wrong. The deputy asked the neighbours to take care of Jana while they investigate the house. The neighbours then gave little Jana a bath and as soon as she was handed a cup of milk, she wrapped her little hands around the cup trying to force the milk down because she was just so thirsty. Back in the house, they found there had been a struggle in the living room which led into the master bedroom and they found the lifeless body of three-year-old Erin laying on the floor. She had a pillow over her face. When the police removed the pillow, to their horror, they found her throat had been cut so violently that she was almost decapitated. Then they found 32 years old Catherine with her bra pulled up to her neck and underwear cut off. She had been raped and stabbed 14 times in the chest. In another room, Kara was trying to hide from the killer. She was in her bed and was under a Star Wars blanket. Her throat was slashed and she was stabbed multiple times. They also found the safe was missing along with Catherine's ATM card and $300. The investigators found the murderer had tried to clean up after the killing as very little blood was found for such brutal crime. They did however manage to find traces of blood in the bathroom and also a towel with bloodstain. Evidence was starting to pile up because not only did they find pubic hair on the couch but semen on Catherine's body, DNA under the girl's fingernail and unknown fingerprints and shoe prints. The man named Patrick said he saw a man outside of the Eastburn home. Using this information, they were able to draw a composite sketch of the man. 
The search continued but came to an end when a man they believed to be a spitting image of the composite walked into the police station claiming he had known Catherine Eastburn. The man was 27-year-old Timothy Hennis. He said he had brought the Eastburn's dog, Dixie, from them two days before they were murdered. Timothy's wife heard about the Eastburns and had convinced her husband to go into the station when the police began to look for the person who had brought their dog. Tim was questioned for seven hours and agreed to give biological samples. They also found he didn't have an alibi and at this point, Patrick had picked Tim's picture out as the man he saw at 3.30 in the morning. On further investigation, they also found Tim drove a white Chevy Chevette. Two days after the murders, a dry cleaner said Tim brought in his members only jacket to be washed and his landlord said Tim managed to pay his rent as well as the late fee which was around $300. The evidence obtained suggested Tim was the murderer and he was subsequently arrested and charged with three counts of first degree murder and one count of rape. Tim had a wife with one baby daughter, so what was his motive in killing Catherine and her young children? On the night of the murder, Tim was home alone. As his wife and daughter were out of town, he went to see his ex-girlfriend looking for sex but was rejected. He subsequently went to Catherine's house, whom he met a couple of days ago from buying their dog. Catherine was a very beautiful and attractive young lady who unfortunately caught his eyes. He raped Catherine, then murdered her and her two children. However, Tim maintained his innocence and even challenged the police to test the evidence. As DNA testing were not as advanced, they can only compare the evidence to a certain extent and the results came back inconclusive. In 1986, Timothy Hennis was found guilty on all charges and sentenced to death. Just days after being sent to prison, Tim received a letter from a person calling himself Mr. X. This letter claimed they committed the murder and he was out of North Carolina by the time Tim read the letter. After two years on the death row, this letter along with circumstantial evidence being inconclusive, Tim was awarded a new trial. This time, Tim was not found guilty and he returned to his family and his life in the army. After 20 years, in 2006, the police decided to send the evidence back for forensic testing that wasn't available in 1985. The semen sample came back as a match to that of Tim's. Tim claimed he had consensual sex with Catherine Eastburn on the day he went to pick up the family dog. The jury didn't believe him and found him guilty on all counts for the second time and sentenced him to death. However, many people still wonder if he was the murderer. What are your thoughts on this? Thank you so much for watching. Please do hit that subscribe button as well as the notification bell so you don't miss out on my next upload. Share this with your friends and I'll catch you in the next one. Bye for now.